0: welcome to mtg ectoplasm your home for spirit tribal and magic the gathering on this episode it's a loaded potato that's right ladies and gentlemen we're talking neon dynasty teasers the future of mtg ectoplasm mtg news and finally the shout out section where i'm looking for the best of the best the cream of the grub the creme de la creme are you excited i am so let's get this thing started shall we let's go (laughs) thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining me on this episode i am your host dwight aka de blanco a medium that wears an extra extra large you can reach out to me on twitter at mtg ectoplasm or you can email me directly at mtg ectoplasm at gmail.com let me know how am i doing am i doing a good job a bad job or i shouldn't quit my day job and then finally mtg ectoplasm at gmail.com oh i did that one mtg uh this is a website they were uh we're working on uh the ravishing renata right now is working on the back end so if it looks like a piece of excrement please be patient but we're working slowly but surely on it now i ask i as i ask you each and every single episode do me a favor there's a follow like subscribe button somewhere around here hit that thing for me all right it lets you know when the latest and greatest episodes get posted and also it uh, keeps me uh aware of who's watching and listening to the show and then do me a favor tell your friends and family about the show because if you like magic and they like magic they're gonna like the show and if you like spirits or spirit news hey they're really gonna love this all right so there you go thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining me happy new year i hope everybody has a, a wonderful and prosperous new year uh i there's a reason why i haven't been broadcasting in a quick minute and i came down with the COVID. that's right ladies and gentlemen i got sick and now the ravishing renata unfortunately now has it as well but have no fear have no furry. we're you know i'm gonna live strong i'm gonna prosper you know like you know the uh trekkies right you know we're gonna we're gonna overcome this thing but i hope you yourself say stay healthy all right so now that uh I've jumbled my brain that I screwed up the intro but you know what it is what it is right you know it's my first time back uh starting in a new year and technically speaking if you think about it this is our 1 year anniversary ladies and gentlemen I started 1 year ago today putting spirit content out there so if you've been been with me since day one i want to thank you for being a super listener and if you haven't and you just joined me let's say yesterday or today i want to say thank you it means a lot to me for your support and you being with me during this time okay so now Ladies and gentlemen, now that the pleasantries are over and said and done with, it's now time for segment number one. And segment number one is brought to you by my friends at Greg's Games. That's right, Greg's Games. They're uh you can find them at 2103 Winehouse. Uh, white horse mercerville road hamilton new jersey 08619 that's their zip area zip code their uh, telephone number is 609-890-0011 you can find them all over uh through their social media they have great great events there they do a lot of legacy uh uh, modern i know they're starting to do uh more events so this is a little shop that i recommend i love and they're ex- they actually expanded the shop ladies and gentlemen so if you're in the trenton uh central new jersey area this is a spot you need to check out greg's games so please do me a favor, go over there tell him hey i heard you on mtg ectoplasm and uh you know i'm like what i hear from this guy and he uh he likes you a lot so tell greg and his staff you you heard heard uh heard us advertise them on mtg ectoplasm now ladies and gentlemen now that now that the sponsorship portion is done it's now time for me to talk about kamagawa neon dynasty that's right we're going back to kamagawa now i don't know if you've been there before you joined me back in my years of my youth let's say almost 20 years ago we reached the plane of kamigawa it was spirits versus everybody else because everybody hated spirits and the kami aka spirits uh ended up winning started kicking ass they ended up destroying a castle called uh i Ijain- giant or something like that a jango but uh you know what they destroyed the castle and uh you know what uh for some reason, we go back what 20,000 years, 2,000 years later to discover a new version of Kamagawa. We're seeing it in the future. It's a neon punk style. They're say, they're telling us, uh, you know, think, uh, you know, uh, oh, this one movie, I forget what it's called, Blade Runner. They're like, think of Blade Runner, but with magic. So, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm cool with this. Now, as my first thoughts, seeing some of these cards, I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't sure. Kamigawa really was a set that was underwhelming, underdeveloped. It just, it just missed a lot. But seeing what I'm seeing now, I'm a little excited. I'm a little titillated, as you can say. Now, uh, I did mention in my uh, pronostications for this set, that i expected to see some uh abilities i did mention that vehicles would be back and i was correct in saying that uh there was a, a card posted earlier today i'm not going to get into it. I, it, it it's a very good card but i'm going to save it for later uh in future episodes but i said that ninjutsu would return i was 100 percent about that also that the ability channel would be back uh you know if channel fireball has to tell you anything channel plus fireball you had to see this ability channel come back it's a moral imperative uh i'm happy to see it back and it's on a land and i'm excited to, that we'll end up talking about this now where do i see Kamagawa neon dynasty well i'll be honest with you 2021 was terribly underwhelming very underpowered the only powered set that we powered yeah technically the powered set that we ended up getting was what we ended up getting modern horizons 2. ooh modern horizons 2 but what did that leave for standard left uh, left us wanting so i think they ended up doing in their infinite wisdom because kamigawa wasn't really one of the better sets uh in previous years they're like you know what we're gonna streamline and make sure everything's even killed and then we're gonna throw fire design into kamigawa and see what happens and let me just tell you power level let me just tell you, I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I'm seeing what I'm liking. So far, it's still early. There's about maybe technically about 10 to 15 cards technically spoiled. There's all, like, different variations of the same card, but there's technically about, what, 10 to 15 cards that technically were spoiled, and I still think we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg of potential badass cards. Just saying that just saying now uh i did predict that you know this i i did predict this would be artifact heavy you know what i may be wrong this is going to be legendary heavy i should have remembered because the previous time we were there in kamigawa there was a lot a lot a lot of legends well what i'm seeing again legends are going to be huge and you know what i'm happy with it the only reason why, uh, you know, my prognostication of artifacts was, I was like, well, neon, you know, we're gonna go to a cyberpunk world. They deal with computers. Why, why aren't we gonna see artifacts? I expected a artifact heavy. I'm wrong, but seeing legendary, this is going to be fun. Now the question is, is this set going to be tailored to modern? pioneer what is it going to be said to commander but i know friends of mine uh, oh there it is there he goes one of my actually my cousin from hawaii david mustafa loves himself some legendary so thank you for chiming in from david mustafa from hawaii so let's start with the first card the first card that i want to talk about was saturo numazawa that's right Satoru numazara it's a generic a blue and a black a two four human ninja legendary creature that is now let me read it for you whenever you activate a ninjutsu ability you may look at the top three cards of your library put one of them into your hand and the rest at the bottom of your library in any order this ability triggers only once a turn okay so that's fair right But you gotta read the next line, which is the piece de resistance, as the French would say. It says, each creature card in your hand has ninjutsu. If you play two generic, a blue and a black, wow. So previous cards that do not have ninjutsu on it, now have ninjutsu. That's amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Why I like about it, it helps you by doing the ninjutsu, it helps you filter what's on top of your hand. What's on top, sorry, top of your library because you get to look at the top three cards. And, you know, you get the card that you want and you go, eh, these are the two cards. I don't like them. Back into the grid, you know, back into the bottom of the library. Make sure, and the best part, it doesn't leave you with a stagnant hand. It allows you to sit there and focus your time in attacking. Now, the only issue that I really have with this card is the fact that Where does it leave you with interaction? See, now you have to sit there and pray with this particular type of card that you're looking for free interaction. For example, shall we say, the elementals for Modern Horizons 2. Stuff like that. Now, where do I see this card being good? I see this card being exceptionally, exceptionally doing well in Modern. It's very strong. But, Honestly, it leaves me wanting in Modern or even Pioneer. Standard, you know what? Standard, you, it may see play. For three mana and a 2-4, it's not bad. And Commander, hell yes. This is going to see some severe play. I actually see this becoming one of the better CEDH cards, Commanders. Now, if you don't know what CEDH is, it means just competitive uh Elder Dragon Highlander. Now the next card that I want to talk about. Now you're going to f- please forgive me how I'm mentioning the word or pronouncing the card's name. I'm calling it Atsushi. Atsushi the Blazing Sky. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our first spirit here. It's a two generic two red legendary creature dragon spirit a 4/4. Now. 4/4 flyer with trample for four mana not bad not bad at all but shall we keep on reading when uh at sushi the blazing sky dies you can choose one of these mods ready exile the top two cards of your library until end the end of turn until 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 the end of your next turn you may play those cards okay not bad but the next one I see that's that this is the money part create three treasure tokens this is a this is a dragon that gives candy ladies and gentlemen this is this is a nice little dragon here i don't know about you but how many dragons do you know end up giving you candy like this not too many now where do i find this deck where where would i find this honestly this is a card. this is a card that i expect potentially in a future just guy build in spirits that's right ladies and gentlemen you heard it here first i think there's a potential here for a just guy build for this card now Am I going to be the one? I'm going to do my best to prove myself correct. I have friends, you know, uh, Tuesday Tastic, based out of Utah. He's been trying to build a uh, Jeskai spirit deck for quite some time. A dragon that gives candy allows you to uh, accelerate your mana very quickly. I don't see why not. Now, one thing that I do like about this, you can use this for commander. Now, Uh, The reason why I bring this is there are particular cards you want to consider if you want to use this card for Commander. And the first one, Renata, if you don't mind, the Ravishing Renata, is Ashnod's Altar. That's right, Ashnod's Altar is three generic. Sacrifice a creature, add two uh, uh, brown mana to your mana pool. All right? The cool thing about this is that if you sacrifice... At sushi, remember, you get three, three treasure tokens. Plus this, it gives you a total of five. Okay, now you're going to go, Dwight, where are you going with this? The next card that you need to make sure you have on the battlefield to set it up is Death Deathmantle, which is too generic. Let me read it for you. Whenever a non-creature is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, you may pay four. Listen there, you may pay four. If you do return that card to the battlefield and attach Nim's Death Mantle to it. I don't know if you caught that there, ladies and gentlemen. By having Nim's Death Mantle and Ashnod's Altar, you sacrifice the dragon. You automatically get three treasure tokens and two colorless mana. That's a total of five and the dragon comes back onto the battlefield thanks to death mantle so that's if you pay the four so you get one mana one free floating mana I hate to tell you that's infinite mana there infinite infinite over and over and over again do me a favor go back to uh at sushi, please the red dragon now as you see the less uh, the Because the last ability, it gives us the infinite loop for the infinite mana. Now, if we look at the first ability, exile the top two cards of your library until end of of your next turn, you may play those cards. Well, once you have the infinite mana, guess what? Now you're sacrificing at Sushi. So now you can play your entire deck that turn with the infinite mana because you have that one red mana sitting there. So, commander players, if you're looking for an infinite deck to play your turn, play your deck, you have Atsushi, Ashton, Salter, and Nim Deathmantle. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, you you didn't expect that here, but you know, I I'm not a overly commander player, but this is a this, it's a sick three piece combo uh, that I know some would love to take advantage of. Now, the next card I want to talk about is I john, I john joe seat of the imperial say uh, seat of the empire this is a legendary land i love love this card i think it's an amazing card the reason why i say so is because it comes into play and you tap it for one way not bad But you got to consider spirit players like myself who enjoy playing Azorius. Okay, I play a legendary land, comes into play. Boom. Not tapped. Just comes into play. Now, the second ability this is the channel. Ready? Two generic, one white. You discard. Ajanjo, janjo seed of the empire it deals four damage to target attacking or blocking creature this ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control well let's be honest here ladies and gentlemen realistically in spirits we're not really playing tons and tons of legendary creatures now we did have katilda the donhard all right that is seeing play right now in pioneer and this would do exceptionally well in that pioneer build. so that would lower the mana cost by one so it'd be like a generic and one generic and white but think about this ladies and gentlemen if your board state if you say you have enough land four maybe five land and you have this usually usually with a land in our hand it's a dead card we're doing nothing But now this gives us interaction. This gives us the ability to sit there and say, come at me, bro. I'm gonna attack, I'm gonna fly over, beat you, smash you in the head, and come at me, bro. Come at me, sis. Let's see what you got. Do you have the gonadal fortitude to come at me? Because if you do, your creature's gonna take four. Or if I have a creature and you think you're going to block, you're going to claim the block. Okay, sucks my creature dies, but I'm definitely taking yours with me. Yeah, it's a two for one, but did I really miss out because it's a legendary land? That's why I love this card. The potential and the interactivity of this card, it makes it absolutely amazing and the fact that ladies and gentlemen you gotta consider how many creatures have protection from lands oh wait yeah i'm looking at my watch right now that's right hold on i'm waiting oh that's right there is none now there may be you know a, a true name nemesis protection from uh, yada yada and uh, you know progenitors, uh, progenitus protection from everything but there's no protection from lands none so, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is an insane, insane card. Now, I'm, I, you know, the black one got spoiled. And that allows your opponent to, well, allows you to mill your own deck, you know, and then you get to pick out a planeswalker or creature. Not bad. You know, that's something I expect to see in dredge decks. But realistically, I can't wait to see what the blue one does. Because if the blue one does anything like Igenjo, Seat of the Empire, who's we baby Jesus this this here is going to be amazing absolutely amazing so I want to say that that tidbit for last well there you go ladies and gentlemen tell me what your thoughts are reach out to me at mtgexoplasm at gmail.com and uh, let me know if you agree with me now it's time for segment number two Segment number two is the future of MTG ectoplasm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's now 2022. Like I said, this is the one-year anniversary of this show. Like typical shows, we got to do more. We got to do better. We got to improve. We got to build with the momentum that we have. You and the thousands and thousands around the world listening. I say thank you. So what are we doing? As I mentioned earlier, the ravishing Renata, the one sitting next to me, unfortunately, COVID COVID filled. She's now fixing the website. We didn't like how it looked. And uh she's slowly but surely fixing it to get it to where, you know, you, the listening audience and viewers are gonna go, you know what? Like it. Big fam. Also, I know some of you have been reaching out to me like the other way that logo that you got right there, that this ghost right here. Pretty bad, badass. And that blue sheet thing that you got over there. I like it. Um, When's the coffee mug? Well, when's the t-shirt coming out? Because uh, I could use a coffee mug or t-shirt. Well, have no fear. Have no worries. Ladies and gentlemen, our merchandise is coming soon. You can get your MTG merch as soon as you want and have no fear, no and worry. Our spectacular gear is going to be amazing. Uh, as you see there, the wonderful ravishing were not ended up making a cute little thing like, Hey, these are the little, little cool things we're doing and share with the audience. And there you go. That's what we're going to end up doing. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing it and hopefully you like it. Also, So the next thing is that we're going to try to do a show one day a week live. We're going to try to keep it consistent one day a week where uh, you get to ask questions to me where, you know, we you know, take like a Saturday around like 7 PM or something like that. We haven't decided specifically, but you know, go onto YouTube or Twitch or something. We'll let you know when we first do it. And we're going to call it MTG ectoplasm IRL in real life. Because we want we want to interact with you, we want to share, we want to hear your thoughts and share it with the community. If it's spirits, awesome, share it. If it's about uh, merfolk, I'm in. You want to talk about death and taxes, I'm in. Dredge, I'm in. Whatever you want to do, I'm in. Let's talk about Magic the Gathering because uh, there's not a lot of people doing it, and I, you know, we need we need to discuss. I know there's people out here who want to. Uh, share their feelings about magic and I'm all for it. And then finally, we're gonna do MTG ectoplasm gameplay. That's right. I'm actually gonna start doing MTGO. Uh this not something I've been trying to do it for quite some time. It's official now. We're gonna start doing it Febu- sometime in February, trying to get everything situated. I'm actually looking at the ravishing Renata. like, is is the thing set? Yes, no? almost she's like "Eh, eh, eh, eh." don't worry sometime in february we're gonna start doing mtg ectoplasm gameplay where you actually get to see me play magic the gathering also the fact that uh i'm considering starting in pioneer because it's a little cheaper i'm gonna be quite sincere with you i spent a lot on my gear um thanks to some some of you donating to the show 100 appreciate that but with that being said, you know, we're going to start a little slow. We're going to start in pioneer and then we're going to grow. Now, uh I would love to hear from you, the listening audience, what deck I should build. Should I go with Mono Blue Snow, which I am a huge fan of, uh or should I do Azorius or finally Bant? Now, Bant, you know, that's that's the pretty penny one. And I know many of you are going to go, "Oh, go Bant, go Bant, go Bant." but you know let's try it let's let's i want to hear what you got to say now if there's anything you want us to do or share do me a favor reach out to us we're open we're an open book we have no fear now no shame we're we're willing to you know put ourselves out there so with that being said it's now time for segment number three MDG news. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There's news out there and I got here in my formerly chuckled stained fingers, which I hope to have a little bit of uh, orange sherbet later because I love me some orange sherbet. Hasbro. That's right. Hasbro. The mothership has now named its CEO. And the gentleman's name is Chris Cox. I'm not trying to make a joke here. The guy's name is Chris Cox. The reason why I'm trying not to, you know, make fun of the gentleman is because if he watches the show, I don't want him going, jerk, I would like to have him on the show. I'd like to talk to him. Now, this individual, he used to work. He used to be the top guy at Watsi. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So you got to consider, we were the third, Wizards of the Coast was the third division of Hasbro. And the Hasbro executives decided in their infinite wisdom going, you know what, this this Watsi, this Wizards of the Coast thing, they're doing something really good here. They're putting out some great product. You know, the Magic Gathering, the Dungeons and Dragons. You are seeing more and more content being out there. People are playing, you know, these games and they're genera- generating a lot of revenue. So with that being said, Hasbro decided to sit there and pluck Monsi C as CEO and make it Hasbro's. He's officially going to take over February 25th. Not bad. Not bad. Now, if you look at Hasbro stocks, currently, uh, I checked earlier today, it was at $1, $102.78 a share. Under H A S. Now I do I dabble here. I you know, I have I'm not gonna say my nest egg, but I you know, I try to try to make some money. Do I do a good job? No. I'm gonna be honest with you. I tend to lose more money than I make money. So that's why I'm not telling you buy Hasbro. But what I will tell you is analysts have been saying buy, 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 buy and hold. The hold is for the long term. Now they're telling you this i'm not saying nothing i'm keeping my mouth shut but they really like this chris cox guy for the short term what they're going to end up doing is they're going to end up selling nfts i don't know what like these little fake digital things not fake but digital images for the short term to generate a lot more revenue for hasbro so you're going to see you know uh my little pony you know, Dungeons and Dragons, so on and so forth, NTFs. So, if you know about this stuff and you know how to make money on it, congratulations, you do you. I have no clue. So, you can reach out to me at MTG to my Gmail. Maybe you can educate me. But what does that leave for Watsy about Chris Cox? Where does that leave us? So far, Watsi has not said anything of who's going to take over. And I'm curious, Watsi, under the guise of Hasbro, were told, hey, you got to make more revenue. You got to double your revenue for the next five years. And they succeeded. So the question is, the next guy, are they going to tell him you got to double that too? Or are they going to say, expand the game, expand Watsi? expand dungeons and dragons expand magic the gathering and that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping for want you know magic to grow and prosper that's that's my thought another magic the gathering news a black lotus was stolen from an lgs in california from a star called finch and sparrow games come on man a Black Lotus this is a beta Black Lotus now what's interesting about it it had Richard Garfield's signature and Christopher Rush now if you if you don't know and you're a new Magic the Gathering player okay you're forgiven I'll explain it to you Richard Garfield's the individual who created Magic the Gathering created Magic the Gathering Christopher Rush is the individual who in the coup illustrated it and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful beautiful card. Now the cool thing is Christopher's Rush signatures in gold and then you have Richard Garfield's in black ink. You know, somewhere right between the type line where it says artifact. But unfortunately this card, this beta was this was stolen from an lgs now they do have the image of the individual and it looks like every typical match gathering player unfortunately now i even dress like this person and it upsets me it really does because i think we're a better community than that No matter how badass or how expensive a card is, I don't think we should be out there going, oh, you know what, Uh, sticky fingers. Mm." This is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put myself out there. I believe, you you know, I'm an old school, snitches get stitches, right? That's an old thing that we all, you say, right? I'm gonna put myself out there. If you are the individual who stole this card and you happen to be listening or end up watching this podcast, I don't want you to destroy this card. It's a very expensive card, and it's a very rare, rare card. This is what I'm going to say because I'm an open and very honest individual. Reach out to me, okay? I've named said my name multiple times mtg gmail.com reach out to me i will do everything in my power to make sure that i return that card back to its owner and i will not turn you in you will not get that from anybody else because everybody will throw you under the bus i'm i'm trying to uh extend uh, a forgiving hand because people make stupid mistakes. And this is, the, the, I'm not going to say this is a mistake. What you did is stupid and idiotic. But with that being said, this card should be returned to the owner expeditiously. I tell, I'll tell you one thing. I wish you would go to the owner, hand it and say, I'm sorry, and walk away and pray they never find you again but i'm willing to sit there and open myself up and say if you listen to the show reach out to me i will do everything in my hand power to return that card to the individual and not mention your name i will not just you know if 5 cops the popo want to say something i don't know nothing but the card shop got their card back and to me that means a lot more than anything And then finally, it's not really Magic the Gathering News. It's more like Spirit Talk. My friend, Brian Tangent, he was on the show last week. And Brian was talking about Cemetery Illuminator. Now, Brian is the administrator uh, of the Spirit fan page. uh, And uh, he was was playing with Cemetery Illuminator. And he wanted me to let you know, the card is gas. The card is amazing. The card is bonkers. And he wanted me to let you know that when you when the cemetery eliminator enters the battlefield you know you get to exile the card okay exile the card but when it attacks you can exile the next card before you choose to exile look at the top card of your library make sure you do that because he ended up doing it and he ended up playing coco and he spit out creatures and next you know he ended up picking out a creature. you know he ended up looking at the top card oh it was a creature and then he got a he was able to play a creature on the following turn so he just wanted me to remind all my listeners out there you know if you're going to use cemetery eliminator before that trigger hits make sure that you know uh, look at the top card of your library before you exile a card so that, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of our segment number three. Finally, the shout-out section. Where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Now, if you didn't make it, have no fear, have no worry. It is quite all right. We, the spirit community, will be rooting for you so you eventually get there. So now, in Pioneer, now I had to sit there and wake a full week because remember, ladies and gentlemen, I ended up catching the COVID and now I'm back, and you can tell by the sultry Deep voice of mine, which is never like that. So in Pioneer, January 3rd, first place with a band finish, Ufuchi Shupai. Shupi. Ufuchi Shupi. Same day, first place with the nazori's build, Yamamura Shuma. Yamamura Yoma, Shuma. Same day with a band build, Omome. Hajmi. Hajmi. on January 6th, first place with the mono blue snow build, friend of the show, the spirit master, Andre Seguera. Look at that, Andre. Good job, my man. January 7th, first place with the mono blue snow build. Holy crap. How do you pronounce this? Yugagoto got Yakaru. Yogogata Yokuru. January 10th, 5 0 with a mono blue snow build, Hero Soke. And then finally, January 10th, 5 0 with a band build, Kente. Kente. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, those who kick ass and take names in Pioneer. <laughs> and then finally, modern. In modern, uh january 3rd first place azorius finish tori nato tori nato and then january 7th 5-0 with an azorius finish dr queller the spirit master so ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining me on this episode i appreciate it. i know it's a little slow a little rundown but you gotta forgive me i'm trying to get my voice back up to getting this episode done correctly but i want to thank you the thousands and thousands listen of listening around the world and the handful that are watching on youtube i hundred percent appreciate that so with that being said ladies and gentlemen the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass make sure they say that's pushy i'm out of here